Welcome to Stories from the Midland, a collection of historic tales from Teller County and the surrounding areas. In today's episode, we're going to discuss Joseph Lesher's attempt to revive silver circulation through the issuance of his referendum dollars. This episode was written and is being presented for you by Tommy Allen. In 1873, in a move called the Crime of 1873 by Western silver mining interests, the United States eliminated the silver dollar as currency. But at the time, silver dollars weren't really in circulation. Also, silver was experiencing a decline in value. While in 1872 it was worth $1.322 dollars per ounce, by 1879 it had fallen to $1.123 dollars per ounce. In choosing to remain with a gold standard, the United States joined Germany, Sweden, Norway, and Denmark. Their elimination of silver coinage led to a worldwide increase of available silver coins as silver bullion. But silver mining interests began pushing for an inflation of the money supply by an unlimited minting of silver into dollars. The silver interests worked to gain the support of farmers and other debtors for this inflation, claiming that it would lead to more money available for credit and more income to pay off debts. The free coinage of silver movement was born. The price of silver continued to drop and in 1899 was at $0.935 per ounce. So in 1890, the United States passed the Sherman Silver Purchase Act, in which the federal government would buy nearly all domestically produced silver and create coins that were redeemable in gold. This helped set off a four-year depression that became known as the Panic of 1893, lasting from 1893 to 1897. By the 1896 election, President Grover Cleveland had become extremely unpopular with his Democratic constituency. Though he would have been the incumbent, his party replaced him with William Jennings Bryan, a strong supporter of the Free Silver Movement. Bryan lost in that election to Republican William McKinley, and though Bryan would go on to again challenge McKinley in 1900, he would lose by an even larger margin. This seemed to mark the end for the free coinage of silver movement. But not to a man named Joseph Lesher. Born in July 12, 1838, Lesher served in the Ohio National Guard from May of 1864 to August, in which time he saw the killing or capture of almost his entire company. After mustering out, Lesher left Ohio for Colorado in May of 1865. By 1866, he was working as a miner in Georgetown, and by 1870, he was mining in business for himself. Following the death of his father in 1872, Lesher moved back to Wood County, Ohio to farm. But by 1886, he was back in Colorado and not long after became the owner of a silver mine near Silver City. In 1892, Lesher moved to Cripple Creek and began making good money selling Victor real estate. He also became successful with the district's mining properties. Being a silver producer, he was an advocate for the free coinage of silver. He had a plan to boost the value of silver by producing coins from the metal that, while not actually to be considered national currency, could be used in trade. An article in the Leadville newspaper The Herald Democrat explains, 
He calls the coins referendum dollars because they are referred to the people for acceptance or rejection. Mr. Lesher proposes to demonstrate that the intrinsic value theory is a delusion and a snare. The article goes on to explain, This idea of Lesher's was suggested by Governor Waite and was considered at one time by Senator Walcott. Before establishing his mint, Mr. Lesher secured the opinion of Henry M. Teller, who assured him that so long as he did not imitate lawful money of the United States, he would meet with no interference upon the part of the federal authorities. With this advice from Teller, the man for whom the county is named, by the way, more on that in our episode, The Establishment of Teller County, Lesher had the die made up in Denver for a coin that wasn't round, but instead had eight sides. And instead of actually calling his coin a coin, it was called a souvenir or a commodity. And instead of assigning the coin with a denomination, he assigned each one with a price. The coin didn't incorporate any designs or symbols, but instead was comprised of words with a few swirling lines. And one of the words, currency, was misspelled with only one R. The original face had the words Joseph Lesher's referendum souvenir printed in semicircular fashion at the perimeter of the coin. On the same face was printed one ounce of coin, silver, price 1.25, manufactured Victor, Colorado, 1900. And the flip side read, a commodity will give in exchange currency, coin, or merchandise at face value. And then a serial number was stamped below the words. As we talked about earlier, following the defeat of William Jennings Bryan, the free silver movement was losing serious momentum by 1900. So Lesher acted by launching his silver referendum dollar scheme. He valued his one ounce coins at $1.25 because he claimed that the ounce of silver used to make the coin was actually $1.29 and to value the coin any less than $1.25 would contribute to the metal's depreciation. He chose $1.25 instead of $1.29 to prevent difficulties in making change. To test the market, Lesher had 100 of his referendum souvenirs struck in Denver at the Denver Novelty Works. And on November 12, 1900, he let everyone know about his plans. Newspapers grabbed onto the story. The Victor Daily Record proclaimed it as, The unique enterprise of an ex-miner who still has faith in silver. And called it, A scheme to open idle mines. An article in the Herald Democrat starts with the headline, Runs a rival mint. A Victor man coins a new dollar known as the referendum. Grand Junction's The Daily Sentinel states, Joseph Lesher, a Colorado pioneer and owner of a silver mine, has established a unique enterprise. The news brought a rush of people to Lesher's door who wanted their own novelty dollars. Most of them were turned away, being told that currently only 100 existed. But one of the visitors was grocery proprietor A.B. Bumstead. Bumstead told Lesher that he would accept the referendum souvenirs in exchange for groceries and would give them as change to anyone who wanted them. Lesher gave the 100 souvenirs over to Bumstead and sent those looking for them to his grocery. Apparently, all 100 were in circulation before the night descended. 
and for a while, none of the hundred found their way back to the grocer. At the time the souvenirs were struck and distributed, silver prices were at about 65 cents per ounce. So to ensure the $1.25 value marked on each coin, Lesher kept enough money in a bank account to exchange each and every coin for the sum promised on its face on demand. For more coins, Lesher returned to the Denver Novelty Works to place a new order. But Frank Hurd, manufacturing jeweler who made the first dies, became uncomfortable with his role in the creation of the souvenir and went to the Secret Service Denver office and then to the local assistant U.S. attorney for their opinions. And the opinion was that Lesher was breaking no law. But as soon as word came from the head of the Secret Service that the dies were to be confiscated, the local assistant U.S. attorney, T.E. McClellan, quickly announced that he had changed his opinion and that the souvenirs did break the law. Those original dies were confiscated by the Denver Secret Service agent and never seen again. Over the next several confusing days, Lesher apparently met with McClellan and received guidance in designing a souvenir that didn't violate the law. The words currency and coin were removed. The phrase at face value was also removed and replaced with A.B. Bumstead. The resulting phrase was, We'll give in exchange merchandise at A.B. Bumstead. Unsurprisingly, Lesher didn't return to Frank Hurd for new dies. He instead turned to German engraver Herman Otto. And while Otto was an accomplished engraver with international credentials, Lesher wouldn't let him exercise creativity in creating the new dies, instead demanding he stick strictly to Lesher's design. The new coin retained the eight-sided shape and the semicircular representation of the words Joseph Lesher's Referendum Souvenir. Then in the top half of the coin was the Colorado State Seal with decorative three-loop scrolls on either side and the words one ounce on the left side as you're looking at it and the word coin on the other. Just below that is the word silver. And below those are the words price 1.25 manufactured Victor Colorado 1900. On the flip side, the top half has a depiction of three mountain peaks with a mill, a trestle, a tiny miner pushing a cart, another tiny miner with a donkey, and a team of horses pulling a wagon filled with ore. Above the peaks are the words, Pikes Peak Silver Mine. And at the point where the leftmost mountain met the border of the coin, Lesher designed in a tiny, nearly unseeable representation of a punch to serve as proof against counterfeiting. In the lower half of the coin were the words, a commodity will give an exchange merchandise at A.B. Bumstead. And at the very bottom was a stamped serial number. The lesser referendum dollars became a hit. Before the new souvenirs arrived, only three of the originals eventually made their way back to Bumstead's grocery and were immediately bought by waiting people. As the new batch of souvenirs were being created, the die for the side with the Colorado seal broke. And in recreating it, the engraver forgot the decorative scrolls on either side of the state seal. This led to a small number of souvenirs with a slightly different design. Now today in 2023, Lesher coins are really very valuable. And I can't imagine the value if one of these scrollless versions was discovered. 
Anyway, Lesher returned to Victor on December 8th with 1,000 more souvenirs minted with new graphics. Almost all of them were snapped up by the public within five hours. The Secret Service stepped in again and tried to build a case against Lesher using his passion for the free silver movement as partial proof of the indictment. Frank Hurd, the man to whom Lesher did not return for more new coins, told a Secret Service agent that the referendum dollars were in circulation in Victor as money. The Secret Service already received eyewitness reporting that the coins were being kept as souvenirs and not going into circulation. And that Lesher was preparing to send a large sum to Chicago. Regardless, the Secret Service couldn't build their case and stop their pursuit of the referendum dollar creator. Lesher applied for a trademark for the word referendum and a design patent. He reduced the weight of his souvenirs to that of a silver dollar and changed the expressed price from the original $1.25 to $1. He also removed the name A.B. Bumstead and left a blank space where any appropriate seller's name could be stamped. In the patent, he referred to his coin as a silver souvenir medal metal with a D by the way. And when he changed his coin design to reflect the new trademark, patent, and new dollar amount, he added those words. Joseph Lesher's referendum souvenir became Joseph Lesher's referendum silver souvenir medal. And by the way, he somehow got his patent number wrong on the souvenir. Lesher also launched an ad that identified five executive agents in five different cities whose businesses would distribute and receive the Lesher dollars. Sam Cohen in Victor, J.W. Slusher in Cripple Creek, Boyd Park in Denver, C.W. Thomas in Florence, and D.W. Klein in Pueblo. A.B. Bumstead's name isn't on the list because he died very suddenly in April of 1901. Eventually, those men and five more would have their names stamped on the coins as agents. Three other men would have their names engraved into the blank space on the souvenirs to make keepsakes or gifts. For a couple of years, Lesher and his referendum dollars had a good run, but by 1902, interest was waning. In fact, 1901 was the last imprint year. And on March 3rd, 1903, the Herald Democrat printed a small article on its last page stating, For the benefit of our correspondent, the Herald Democrat inquired of a Victor newspaper if these referendum coins were in use. Evidently, Mr. Lesher and his referendum dollar have passed into oblivion, for the newspaper people there knew nothing at all about the matter. While Lesher was able to enjoy a couple of victories against the efforts of the Secret Service to stop his plans, he was unable to achieve his ultimate goal of establishing silver as a monetary standard. As for Lesher, his financial situation began to deteriorate by 1904 and he applied for and began to receive a Civil War invalid pension. He also began selling off properties and interests. In January 1918, Lesher became sick with a persistent cough and then developed a swelling of the soft tissues due to excess water accumulation called dropsy in the day. Six months later, eight days before his 80th birthday, he died of a heart condition. He was buried in Victor's Sunnyside Cemetery where, 20 years later, his wife would be put to rest beside him.
As a side note, the idea for this podcast came about when my father generously gave me a 1901 Lesher dollar stamped for J.M. Slusher as a Christmas present. The man obviously knows his son quite well and shares the love of history. It is the coin in the picture used for this episode's thumbnail, with a larger set of pictures on the episode's webpage, which you can find at storiesfromthemidland.com slash podcast. The story of taking these pictures, along with a little information on J.M. Slusher, is the subject of the first episode of our Photos from the Midland channel on YouTube. The link for that video will also be on this episode's webpage. When you have a chance, head over and watch the video and subscribe to Photos from the Midland. I really hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening. This is Tommy Allen, and I hope you have a great day. And should you find yourself minting your own coins, watch out. Knocking at your door may be the secret service. I look forward to having you join me next time for more Stories from the Midland. References for this episode can be found on its webpage. Visit storiesfromthemidland.com slash podcast. With decorative three-loop squirrels on either... Squirrels. On the flip side, the coin has a depreciation... A depreciation.